Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in for Bill all week long. Bill is finally back on Monday. It's been a long and treacherous week, but what better way to end it than our weekly edition of Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. It is brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. Adam how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Rick. Thanks for having me. Uh, as always, back with Tech Talk and lots to lots to discuss. And speaking of Acumen, as yes. proudly sponsoring this fine program, uh, I thought I would just uh, kick it off with, uh, we actually are invent, uh, coming up with a great technology. Well, I didn't. I'm implementing it and looking at investing more into it. Uh, as part of Acumen, we have very large trucks, Ford E350s. I okay. mean, big wow. gas yeah. guzzlers. And I mean, I just cringe when I see the gas prices on that thing. Anyway, one of the things right here local, I thought this was a great story to kick it off with our duck cleaning company is I'm working with uh, a gentleman in Halton Hills and we are converting, looking to convert. He did this with a a truck about my size and we're taking the gas tank and we're going to convert it to ammonia burning fuel. So kind of like a propane fuel, right? We've seen where they've converted vehicles, taxi cabs into propane. Well, now there's another one. And what's the difference between the propane and ammonia is that ammonia, when it burns, actually creates uh, oxygen. It's actually a a clean burning fuel. And this is not something in California. It's in Halton Hills, right here in our own backyard. Uh, It was actually invented by an engineer and he's been very aggressively trying to promote the green energy. And it's not easy coming up with a new idea like this. Uh, And so, so one of the things I'm looking at is converting our truck and the way it works is it compresses uh, the abundant available oxygen uh, and the, I'm, I'm no scientist when it comes to this stuff, but it's going to compress two chemicals into ammonia, uh, creating the fuel and then it burns the fuel. Now it's not great for long distance because obviously you need to generate enough ammonia right. to, uh, to compress it. But this is right here in our own backyard. This is technology that's environmentally green, talking about the advancement of it all. And this could be a real game changer. This is just starting to roll out. They've got a few tests out there and I'm going to be working with my uh, duck cleaning company, Vacuum Man, uh, to uh, integrate, to become a more clean, efficient burning uh, fuel company. And, and so anyway, I thought I'd just uh, talk about some of these innovations that we see going on out there and uh, I'm excited about it because it would be amazing if we could actually convert a lot of these tanks, uh, uh, large trucks for that matter, would be such a huge, we talk about Greta and the climate change and mm-hmm. everything else. This is the technology that we should be pushing more and the government should be doing more with it to be able to integrate burner, uh, uh, cleaner burning fuel using today's technology yeah. um, to allow that. So anyway, I'll, I'll give you more facts and updates on that as we go. But just to share with everyone that I'm, I'm integratively using technology and helping the climate at the same time. Very so. cool. Uh, I would assume this is environmentally friendly, a virtual reality <laughs> robot in Japan. What's going well, on here? Okay, so here's what we're talking about with the fact of avatars. We saw the movie Avatar. I don't yeah. know if you remember how yeah. that worked, right? Yeah. Uh, James uh, Cameron put together this movie, and the whole merit was this: this soldier would go into this capsule, and he would put on the helmet, and he would basically become one of the native people or one of the native crew. So it was engaging in this whole environment where you would be able to take over the the actions of a robot. Well, this is in place in Japan. You can now uh, put on a virtual reality helmet. And it will take you to this 
actual robot. There will be a robot. So imagine you getting a crew if you're taking a tour on a riverboat or otherwise. Uh, you can put on the virtual reality helmet here in Canada and you'll be able to instantly take action, take control over a robot. Walk, look. Uh, you know, we use virtual reality yeah. where you can look around. Well, yeah. how are you moving? I mean, we're looking at a pre-recorded situation. Well, what if you wanted to go to the edge of a volcano and you wanted to look down it and have that experience to see while uh, we saw what happened in New Zealand in, in, in the most recent situation, now you'll be able to go on a hike um, in a robotic environment and be able to sense and get that feeling of of actually being there how you've got gloves we, we spoke about tesla gloves that were in there before well that, those pressure gloves are being integrated where you can use the virtual reality helmet and be able to use these gloves so you can feel when you want to feel like you're picking up dirt or you want to be able to touch a rope and as you're walking along a ladder you'll be able to sense these feelings hmm. this is now in japan they're rolling it out and it's avatar it's like an avatar environment where you put on a virtual reality helmet and you'll control a robot somewhere in the world and get the sense of feeling while as oh. if you're actually there. So it's impossible to get lost, number one. That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> well, it comes with a GPS signal, so I certainly hope on that and that's not a situation where you could take it off and go back to yeah. work, but it's actually like Total Recall. You remember the movie? I remember All that. these things are starting to come together and the fact that this is, yeah, a, an element that we can use this as an experience aspect, I think more on dangerous conditions, working environment where you need to go into a hazardous position or a mining environment, like I I use the example of standing on the edge of a cliff looking yep. into a volcano. That would be extremely dangerous to do that in person. But if you were able to get that same feeling of the heat, you'd be able to feel the sensation of being there. Mm -hmm. But within safety measures, this is something we'll be able to travel the world, yet not go anywhere. It's pretty neat. Um, life Labs. This is uh, not virtual reality. This is real life and uh, a lot of trouble for this company. Yeah, this company's got some serious issues. And we, we spoke about this about a month and a half ago where Life Labs uh, announced that they did have over 15 million Canadian information. If you've had your blood work done, you probably had it managed or reviewed at Life Labs. Mm -hmm. And in that process, unfortunately, there was a situation where it had a data breach, your health information, your DNA, logins and passwords, basically everything about your medical blood type and otherwise, yeah. including what you may or may not have medical issues with. Well, it's actually been such a huge uprising that now it's now become a a class action lawsuit. Four lawyers out of Toronto have finally said enough is enough. We're taking uh, action against Life Labs. Um, and if you did have a situation where your information was compromised, you will probably be able to uh, jump on this. Now, from what I've seen in the case, I don't know the exact amount of money, but it's in the very hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I hate to say that if the courts do rule on this, it will result in i I would have to think Life Labs may not be around, around yeah. uh, much longer. And I'm, and this is going to be the reality. The years of 2020 and moving on are going to become a major problem. This is going to be a regular occurrence. Uh, we're going to see corporations like this. They're going to get data breaches. It could be the demise of companies closing much faster. And, and companies like this, and this is not the only one, but they have to, they have, to have this data online yes. somewhere forever, right? Well, because they need access to it for yeah. obviously purposes of when you get medical testing in the future <clears throat> 
or otherwise, but also for the fact that, yes, you need to be able to keep this record because it's important that, uh, and, and not just, you know, obviously in this case, we're talking about medical records. Yeah. Um, think about, you know, hospitals and, 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 and otherwise, but also our financial information economically. We see that because the CRA demands that you need to have 70 years of filing records available for yeah, yourself, yeah. right? Um, so all of this is a, a bit of a, 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 and we're being forced and pushed to do more of this online. You're being, this is not something like, well, I'll just keep using the paper. <laughs> we are migrating more and more to it. So it's a, it's a bit of a forced into an environment. You have to do it. And at the same time, it's very, very vulnerable when we're putting all of our data, especially our health information online yeah. like that. Uh, Amazon, the doorbell and uh, more security concerns here. Well, this one's actually quite a deep concern. The first one is that Amazon's doorbell ring uh, has had a major issue talking about hacking and we've been talking about our information getting uh, confiscated. Uh, well, apparently there's been a major issue and right now doorbells by ring particularly are being uh, overridden and following that are have been harassing people. So children for that matter have been harassed by hackers that have accessed this and, and it's a really big issue. We talk about children's uh, susceptibility to uh, this information and here's the point. Obviously these doorbells across many different communities uh, are very handy. You ring it, you can now communicate and talk to the person on the other end. However, I'm going to say this is user problem. And this is, a, again, Rick, I can't say enough, and we've said it constantly, from hacking or people's information getting compromised, this is a serious situation where it becomes, uh, how do you stop this? Change the password, folks. Yeah. Don't use default one, two, three. Do not <laughs> let admin and password be the one that works. So many people connect it and then they get it up and running. They tend to say, I don't want to change the password because what if I lock myself yeah, out? Or what if I forget the password? What if I forget the password? Yeah. Well, you've just made, and this is why hackers are just laughing all the way to the bank when it comes to this because they've got all of the access they need. So many people just connect the device out of the box and they're able to instantly be able to hack it. So the issue is with doorbells, smart devices anywhere, you're going to need to change the password. It is critical, folks. <laughs> it's only there to set it up. It's not meant to be there forever. Yeah. Uh, Russia. Uh, is uh, well doing what uh, Russia does best. I this is a part. <laughs> <laughs> this is something, and I, you know, it's funny. It brought me back to the days when, uh, when I was working at, at CHML years ago. Uh, there was two forms of of the web, right. and there was the intranet. Yeah. Uh, and if you remember uh, here years ago, you would have an email that you would be able to send internally, mm -hmm. and you would have an email you could send out externally. Right. There wasn't one email, right? Well, Russia's kind of gone back to old school, the '90s, and what they they've done is they claim, and I'm not saying they have or have not, but they've claimed like China and like Iran, let's not even get into that, but they have been able to manage uh, uh, creating an internet in their own company or country for that matter. Mm -hmm. Why that's so important. And, and, and again, we talk about their communist and their very dictatorship and controlling. What makes so this so critical is the fact that Russia, as vast as it is, uh, has been able to turn the entire country into a network where they've been able to control its citizens from accessing Western uh, uh, culture right. from Google and Facebook and otherwise. But in the same breath, Russia has claimed by doing this, they can now integrate an economic force of new developments of their own Googles, their own social media. And so this is something I'm, I'm making a point of this is that countries have the ability of turning the internet 
to control it within itself. This would be, and we're going to hear about that a lot with net neutrality, especially with the upcoming election in the U.S. and Canada. Mm -hmm. This is something that I think I'm concerned about, that we may see other countries, this one included, become one of those, we're going to create an internet that's that keeps it Canadian, wow. and then we'll be able to uh, access it with limitation to outside. So Russia's been able to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if Canada follows suit not too far behind it. Interesting. You're listening to Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. It's brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Clean. Uh, let's talk about the Philips Hue. You know what? We talk about TVs, and there's lots of them. And the CES shows, you know, we know is, is coming yeah. up and going on in Vegas right now. And I'll be talking next week uh, uh, with Bill uh, about all the latest gadgets and, and gadgets. But here's one that I knew was coming out. The Philips Hue television came out. And what makes a TV so great? It's 8K. Well, maybe it's a million K resolution. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Canadian, or Canadians, humans as a whole, <laughs> Canadians are the humans of the world, um, are able to see at 4,000 pixels per second. It, it makes it... As real as it is but this one i thought was relevant and worthy of sharing it's the philips television that you can synchronize the actions of the movie okay and it does it automatically like a light show with your lights in the house so what it does is it synchronizes uh, a light sequence so imagine you're watching the avengers and you know an action sequence happens mm -hmm. the lights will flicker when you know we watch uh, uh, iron man shoot and we watch the hulk smash or whatever right. you're gonna watch the lights dim and change color you can synchronize it wow. with your smart lights. So I don't know how impactful that is. And if you're feeling like I've got the sound, I've got the quality, now I got it matching the light sequence and it's just an automatic light show. It it synchronizes by default with yeah. what levels of sound are going with it. But if you need a little more from your television, there you go. It brings movies a little more to life. We might see a spike in seizures, but that's uh, for another day. <laughs> uh, what about the Huma smartwatch? What's well, this is, uh, this is actually, that was a spelling error, Maya, and it's the Puma smartwatch. Oh, Puma. <laughs> because I, I actually spell, I, I, I voice dictate, I apologize. Yeah, so Puma, the, the shoe, uh, came out with a smartwatch. And we're going to see that with a lot of brands that are coming out these days. So Puma, Puma's got it. Uh, we're going to see probably Nike coming out. The smartwatch, what makes this unique is the fact that everyone's fighting for uh, health. They're all fighting for being that healthy option to wear around your wrist. This one particularly, why I brought it up was uh, the Puma watch. It's, it's actually got a great feature that I feel is a lot stronger than Fitbit, uh, the standard Samsung, uh, and all of them, is that it actually does a better monitoring of your running. If you're a big runner, <laughs> you're into the cardio, you love to run, you love to bike and so forth, this smartwatch runs off an Android system. It's about $400, which is the average. It's kind of expensive, but it's going to keep a really good monitor of your physical activity, and it's one of the best that I feel is on the market. Following that is the Moto 6, uh, 360, which is big and bulkish, but it's uh, running on Android and the best about the uh, Moto 360 it's a little cheaper about $300 US which is the going rate but it gives you that full ability to integrate with Google so with all the smartwatches out there these are the two that I felt were probably very advantageous you may want to look into if yeah. you're thinking about getting a smartwatch well especially at this time of the year when people have uh, you know their New Year's resolutions to lose a little bit of weight they can ch you know tap into their uh, uh, health Absolutely. apps and stuff Absolutely. like that uh, we got to cut it off there we're plumb out of time Adam Oldfields and uh, great discussion of course uh, Tech Talk is brought to you by Vacuum Man Furnace and Duck Cleaning. And uh, you'll be chatting with Bill next week, I'm sure, about all the great gadgets at the <laughs> CES, right. which yes, you mentioned. Pretty excited about uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks Thank for coming you. in. Thanks, Rick. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.